This is your boy, Kenny Lewis, and guess what? I'm here with my boy, Michael Finkley, on Roku TV and YouTube. He'll always win. Why? Because he's undefeated. If I can make it through the Thanks for joining us today. Now, when I first started my business back in 2018, I had no clue about what I was doing. I got some things right, got some things wrong, and some other stuff in between. I learned along the way in starting a business like building a house. You know, I control what goes on, the foundation, type of walls, color, all this kind of good stuff that goes into play. And it has worked out for me tremendously. And within this, I've earned that extra income and on the way to start my own way, my own path of working for myself. And it's truly exciting. Our guest today will give you more information about extra income and starting your businesses today to get you on your way to being your own boss. We have Timothy Simpson and also Travis Cooper with us and they know what they're talking about because they have been doing it for years. So guess what? More exciting stories to come. Let you go away. Back in a moment. Coming up, we have Travis Cooper. Back in a moment. On the next Michael Finkley, Dwight Holt Jr. is with us as he talks about his ties with Monique, his passion for dancing, and his incredible business, Dance Your Pounds Off. Monday. School districts, organizations, nonprofits, are you in search of a new promotional products company? Seeger's Promotional Products is a black-owned national company with over 780,000 products to choose from. Compared to other promotional products companies, they have the lowest prices in the industry. From pins, bags, shirts, they got you covered. They always remember that you are the customer and you come first. They always promise fast production and also fast delivery. With Seeger's Promotional Products Company, you truly have the best. Check out their website at SeegersPromotions.com and also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And tell them Finkley sent you. Hey everybody, my name is Arthur Vernon R. Matthews Jr. I just wrote a new book called Family Ties and I also want to say a special shout out to one of the kids that I mentored and has got his own TV show on Roku, Michael Finkley, and this is 100th episode. So if you guys want to really hear about this book and see what's going on, check out Mike Finkley on The Finkley Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, I am so excited about our next guest. He is an Arthur. He is an entrepreneur. And also, y'all, he is my homeboy, my Mullen, South Carolina homeboy. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, introducing Travis Cooper. Travis, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Michael, man. Uh, when I got the invitation, I was just shocked, man. I was like, "Ooh, you know who me? You gonna allow me to come on your big time show?" I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yeah, like I said, as we talked before, you're just doing some incredible, amazing things, and we're we're around the same age, and so we knew what it's like growing up in a very 
school area, and now we're living out our dreams. So let's get right into it. Where did the mindset of entrepreneurship begin with you? Well, uh, definitely for me, uh, when I actually got to college, I went to uh, school at the University of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And once I was really on my own and I figured out, I'm like, all right, you can't depend on parents anymore. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that that's a big wake up call for you. So I said, man, let me get out here and try to, you know, make some things happen, make a little money. So I started mm -hmm. putting in applications at in different places or whatever like that. So I ended up landing a job with uh, Sonic, the fast food restaurant. And man, they paid me $5.15 an hour. And I Way was excited. <laughs> I was excited. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I got a job. Because, you know, when you're down, I mean, any little thing helps. So I felt like that was a blessing. And I did the best that I could with that job. But of course, I figured out once the bills and stuff started coming in, I said, man, this isn't isn't going to work. So uh, eventually I did graduate and <clears throat> got my degree and started teaching at Edgefield County at mm -hmm. Strom Thurmond High School. But we only got paid, you know, once a month, man. And that pay was probably less than $2,000 when I got my first check. Wow. And I was driving. I stayed in Columbia with my now uh, wife. Um, mm -hmm. And I would commute back and forth. And I probably would spend at least $400 a month in gas. Easy. So that's $1,600 a month to, you know, take care of my family. And I, that makes when your back's against the wall like that, that makes you, you know, that entrepreneur spirit wake up really quick. So <laughs> that's probably where it was birthed there. Just out of yeah. through that, just through that pain. So through that experience, how did this, this awesome venture begin for you? Okay. So whenever I did graduate from uh, the University of South Carolina, mm -hmm. I uh, was struggling. I didn't have a job yet, but I had my textbooks. So I said, well, I know that if you take your textbooks back to the bookstore, they'll give you a little cash for it. Yeah, so I was money. like, oh, I need a little gas money. So <laughs> I took my textbooks back to the bookstore mm -hmm. and they gave me a little cash for it. So Boom, immediately a light bulb uh, clicked on for me. And I said, man, if I can find a way to get more books, I can turn this into a little business. So that's kind of where it birthed. I started um, doing a lot of Google research, just seeing thrift stores, libraries, um, just anywhere that I can look where they had books available and I can come in and get them for cheap. So that's kind of like where the idea started from. Gotcha. So you start off with your books. What kind of services or even products do you have now? Do you still thrive on the book aspect or it hasn't grown? Yes. The, it, God has truly, truly blessed us. It's that it has definitely grown. Uh, we now have a warehouse here in Columbia where we still wholesale books. And I have uh, three employees that we work out every day. And what we do we have uh, contracts with different uh, thrift stores and uh, schools in the area. We get them in in bulk and mm -hmm. uh, relist them and put them in um, on Amazon and fulfill them out to the customers. And also my new brand, uh, Generational Wealth Vibes, I'm mm -hmm. trying to inspire new business owners and even business owners that's been in the game uh, for a while, but just kind of stuck in the rut, you know, help them. I'm trying to reach back and help and help them take it to the next level. So I do a little consulting also. Look at that, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, wow, ma that's amazing. 
So yeah, why so is this like you one day, man? Oh, stop <laughs> it. Be better. Be better, sir. Be better. So with your process, why is this a lucrative way to earn extra income or even do this full time for, for yourself? Oh, man, you're trying to get all the sauce out of me. I got that coming out in the course, but I'm going to give it to you because you my guy. So <laughs> so the, the reason why it has the potentially the potential, excuse me, to be lucrative is mm-hmm. because you're only paying cents on the dollars for these books. So I can go um, in a thrift store and potentially pick up a book for a quarter or sometimes they're free. They give them away because people really at this uh, stage of life or just the the time that we're in now, they don't really value books as much as they did in the past. So they will just give you books. I've had college students give me books. I'm talking four or five, six hundred dollars worth of books. I had my neighbors in my um, subdivision say, you know, Travis, we know you're the book guy. They give me a box of books. I'm telling you, they gave me some of their old college books. It was probably over $3,000 worth of books that they gave me for free. Whoa. Yes. Whoa, you would have never known. You would have never known because we we see it every day. You know, you went to college, you have all these books. I still have books from undergrad, graduate. I still have lost books. You know, I'm just like, wow, that's just amazing to hear. And so... You mentioned you're awesome. Uh, I watched your videos on generational wealth. And so how does the mindset of self-employment contribute to generational wealth? Remember, we're from the same town. You know, we didn't we didn't quite see this growing up in Mullen, South Carolina. So how does that mindset, does that mindset contribute to that ultimate goal of generational wealth? Yes, great question. Um, I mean, it's it's just because I, I feel like the mindset is important because we have a lot of opportunities presented to us in these days and time that our parents and grandparents didn't have. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we take advantage of this new technology, this new apps. You know, we're able to Zoom call face to face right now. Yep. I mean, they couldn't do that back in the day. We able to network with each other and help each other out. So that's truly a blessing. And I want to take this mindset of being self-employed. See, I can actually automate my business and pass it down to my two daughters. I have two daughters, one, eight, one, four, and I can pass that down. Back in the day, whenever they were working at their jobs, you can't pass a job down. You know, God forbid, if somebody passed, they would just go out and hire somebody else. But when you're self-employed, you actually own that job and you're able to pass it down and create multiple uh, multiple income streams off that job to pass down to the next generation and leave a SOP, you know, a standard operation procedure so that your children can drop that down to the next generation. So it's on us to do, you know, and build because our parents and grandparents did their parts. Now it's up to us to take it to the next level. There we go. There we go. It's up to us. Definitely. And what levels you are taking this business into, because we added another title to your, your belt as well. Arthur, Arthur, please talk about this, Travis. (laughs) I'm excited. Yes, sir. So I just released my first book. It just went live on Amazon about two days ago, more than a March. And I just found myself with all the issues in America, in society, with the racism and the police brutality, I felt the need that I needed to do something. So I was always complaining, getting mad over videos. And I said, well, you know, I could be like everybody else and just complain, 
or just take action and try to do something to spread awareness around, you know, and just just do my part. And I mean, whether whether they agree with the book or not, that's not the ops. That's not the goal. The goal is for me to take that step and actually put effort towards doing something to improve the community and just make it a better world. You know, do my part. And you're doing that, sir. So someone is out here is watching this and they're saying, I want to be just like Travis Cooper. What advice do you have for inspiring entrepreneurs? I would say just don't let your environment. Just don't let your environment determine your elevation. So no matter what, Mm -hmm. be persistent. Do not let anybody stop you because in my opinion, and what from what I know, the only way you'll ever fail is if you quit. If you keep going, I mean, I go through failure all the time. That's the only way to succeed. You have to be willing to embarrass yourself. You, I mean, everything is not going to always be perfect. Yeah. You know, people aren't going to always agree with you. But if you keep going at the end of the day, those same people that was laughing at you, they'll be in your corner. So yeah. keep going. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. And good. Uh, I'm so glad you said the, the inspirational part. How do how do how do you keep yourself motivated and inspired? Oh, well, I'm, I'm super spiritual. So I'm always reading the Bible through prayer and just I've ch- I've changed my mindset over the years. So if I feel that negative energy coming towards me, it's an immediate shift in my mind. So it's just through reading, being around positive people is another thing. You have to keep that energy flowing around you because if you sink into those negative situations and environment, it can easily pull your mind back into it. So just keep that positive vibe flowing. Stay around positive people like you to encourage me to keep going and do the best that you can. I love it. Talk to anybody on social media. Or if they um you want to reach out to me, you can find me on my new Instagram at Travis underscore GWV or on the new YouTube channel at Generational Wealth Vibes TV. All right. You heard it here. Thank you so much, Travis, for being with yeah. us, sharing your story, sharing yes, your wisdom and sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, sir. Back in a moment. Next, we have Timothy Simpson with us. Don't you go away. Hi, my name is D.W. Bash. You're watching The Michael Finkley Show on Roku TV and YouTube. Need a little motivation? Timothy Clifton is with us every week on Mondays to get your week started with a little motivation. All here on The Michael Finkley Show. She is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom. She is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house, and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients, and he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, 
but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. I, I Tamika Isaac, to Solomon Square. Discharge the duties thereof, so help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and best wishes. I first ran because I saw a need, I saw a void that needed to be filled, a voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. So often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we are often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be the advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, I'm excited to talk with our next guest. He is Mr. Entrepreneur himself. It is Timothy Simpson. Tim, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having yes, me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we go way back. We go way, way back. Tim has given me some awesome advice of, you know, starting the business, things therein. So let's get right into it. Tim, where does this business mindset come from? Good question. Now, I'm going to say God first. And then I'll say um, I came from a great uh, family structure. So my mom was an entrepreneur. Uh, my stepdad was a sergeant in the Army. And then my biological dad is a district circuit judge. So my real life story is the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I would say um, I had a great family or tribe. We'll say that. Okay. And that, that started. Wow. So the support behind the man, it really makes a difference. Absolutely. It really makes a difference. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> so what are some of those business endeavors um, have you been a part of? How did it all begin? With what business? Okay. So I, I've been starting businesses since I was eight. So my very first Wait, business. Wait, back up. <laughs> yeah. Eight years old. Eight years old. Wow, I need yeah. to hear this. Go, now, go, go. 
like I said, I credit my uh, my family structure. So my stepdad was a disciplinary, my mom and my biological dad. So they preached chores. So as a youth, I turned my chores into cash business. So my very first business was a cleaning company at eight. My first employee, my older sister, and then my homeboy Tito. Wow. Uh, and, you know, just say based off of that, uh, it, it's crazy because everything I was doing as a kid, I actually done on a higher level as an adult. So my first cleaning business at eight, as an adult, I bought a franchise uh, at 21, a cleaning franchise, and I've started four more cleaning companies. So just say all together, I've made over $3 million in the cleaning industry. And it all started with chores and then my first business. Wow. Wow. And how did that grow? What other avenues besides cleaning have you been a part of? Because I know there's much more. All right. No, that's a good question. So all right, I explain business like this. There are three types of businesses, three mm -hmm. P's. Profit-based, meaning it's not connected to your passion or purpose. It just makes dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. For me, that was a cleaning business. Okay. Then you got passion-based, which is, hey, I like to do this, or this is a hobby, and I get paid to do it. All right. Then your highest form of business or type would be your purpose based. So like Eric Thomas said, the two most important days in your life, number one, your date of birth. And then number two, so when you was born and then number two, when you discover why you was born, meaning what was I sent to this planet to do? So for me, I use my profit based business, cleaning business to fund my passion based businesses and then my purpose based businesses. So I just use the cleaning business as a, a bank, like my guarantee. Wow. Now that's, that's some information right there. That's some information right there. You, you started a business and allowed that business to pay for your passion-based businesses. Right. Wow. That is amazing. That definitely yeah. is amazing. How has it changed your life? This mindsetting, this, this mindset that you have for business, how has it changed your life? Uh, well, entrepreneurship in general changed my life. Like mm -hmm. I met in a capitalistic society, which is what we're living in in America. I tell people mm -hmm. the name of the game is Monopoly. So just like the board game, it's Monopoly. So we're playing in a real life game of Monopoly where the objectives are buy land or property or both, buy or start businesses, stay out of jail. So entrepreneurship allowed me to buy land and property buy and start businesses and stay out of jail because people like us, like you and I, uh, young black males, we often get caught up in the trap and it's called the trap, meaning drug dealers, they call it the trap. So what it is, is I call it misguided ambition, meaning we we're young. We don't see many entrepreneurs like ourselves, older guys, mentors that are winning, but we see the drug dealers, they got the cars, the clothes, the girls, the houses, all that. So we can often get blinded by those things and go down that trap. Versus me, I had both um, projections. So I saw the young black entrepreneurs, the young guys, you know, in their twenties, thirties, as a kid winning in business, but I also saw the drug dealers. I just gravitated more towards the entrepreneurs. So like I was telling you uh, with JT, one of his t-shirt lines is richer than a drug dealer. So that's always been my mindset to change the paradigm for young people is 
I have to win in business. That way they see entrepreneurship as a better route versus drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So that, that's always been my philosophy. I got to be richer than a drug dealer. So my cars have been better than theirs, you know, so on and so forth. And it's for not just for my personal game, but to change the paradigm for young black males. Mm. Wow. And, that, and that's, that's, that's rich information. And even in so money can't buy that type of experience. How right. has the, your, your mind setting changed the environment around you, the people around you? That's a good one. So I'm a, a spiritual being. So I understand that our thoughts, our, our frequencies and vibrations. So naturally, we're emitting frequencies and vibrations mm-hmm. daily with our thoughts and actions. So as I became you know, locked into entrepreneurship in the new paradigm shift, I've been seeing more entrepreneurs emerge. So it's, it's a good thing. So I feel like um, you have to be the change you want to see. So that's kind of gives you like a synopsis of how it works. But on a bigger scale, like you're basically duplicating yourself. So the people that look up to you as a mentor, as a colleague, as an associate, you're influencing them, whether you're talking to them or not, just by what you're doing every day. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I definitely like that. Um, and not even knowing, right, we're right. changing lives around us, we're inspiring lives around us. And Absolutely. it gets them into the mindset of if they can do it, there I can go. do it too, right? That part. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So why should people consider becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. For a lot of reasons. I mean, if yeah. you just ask, I mean, RK, from a biblical standpoint, if you just ask yourself, did God send me here to do the job that I'm doing? If you're in a plant, I doubt it. If you work in a dead end job that is not connected to your passion or purpose, I doubt it. So the number one question is when you ask yourself, why am I on this planet to begin with? If it doesn't have anything to do with your talents, your skills that you were given or that you cultivated, then you're probably not doing what you should be doing. And you can turn it around by basically engaging in entrepreneurship and turning that passion or purpose into a nonprofit, into a book, into a podcast, into a business. So it's a lot of forms of entrepreneurship. And I expand it with my definition. So I just say my definition of an entrepreneur is anyone that creates or takes advantage of an income earning opportunity. So whether you're selling Avon or Mary Kay, writing a book, you're a comedian selling jokes, you're an athlete selling your talents. Those are all forms of entrepreneurship because you're using your time, talent, skills, looks, expertise, and you're creating an income earning opportunity for yourself. Right. We're creating generational wealth, right? Not only for self, but the people that come behind us, our children, our spouses, their children's children. We're going to keep it moving. And I feel that's what we're missing within our own community. Right. Is that generational wealth. Now, within COVID-19, right, it has changed the trajectory of many things. And we've seen that last year and in business wise as well. Did it affect you? last year and are you worried or are you concerned about this new strand of COVID-19? All right, good question. So it affected me in a great way. 
Mm-hmm. So I look at it like the COVID is actually, you know, when you're looking with your spiritual eyes, it's part of the paradigm shift. So in 2016, years before the COVID hit, we'll just say I got a message from God saying that upcoming years would be the greatest transfer of wealth in human history. So I got the memo in 2016. Then you fast forward. Now you see more black people engaging and talk like generational wealth economic empowerment, credit repair, home ownership, uh, property uh, development. So just say last year, before the COVID, going into the year, my mindset was, I want to play Monopoly in real life this year. So 2020. Had no idea the pandemic was going to hit. So in January, I started my first investment group. Our first purchase was we bought a self-service car wash in Valentine. All right. Fast forward, March, the pandemic hit. All right. I didn't panic because I'm a faith over fear guy. So I launched five more investment groups after the pandemic. So by the end of the year, I ended up with a self-service car wash, a food truck, a pizza restaurant in Dutch Square Mall, a fireworks stand, my business incubator and trade school and a liquor store. All six businesses in one year five after the pandemic. So the idea is faith over fear. You see what I'm saying? So it shouldn't have That's good. the That's good. or religious community, you, you should yeah. be on code to where it's like, okay, well, while the rest of the world is panicking, I'm going to stay firm in my purpose and just keep uh, manifesting what is to come. Hmm. Wow. That should be like number one um, when you're trying to start your business to be like a chapter one, faith over fear, because we can stop ourselves, right? We can stop ourselves to mean that success. We see ourselves in the future, but that earned fear, the aspect of fear, it stops us every time. I'm so glad Absolutely. you mentioned that. So what's next for you, Tim? What else are you working on? What can oh, we man. see uh, from you in 2021, 2022? I got a, got a few things cooking up, uh, definitely more investment groups. Uh, I'm a partner with a few um, politicians, uh, far as, you know, local politicians to open more business trade schools, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely in more, you know, black communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right at the doorway of my next level, which is celebrity business coaching and international speaking. So I've been entertaining uh, new celebrity business business coaching client. Uh, so what I'm trying to do with that is, all right, matter of fact, it's crazy because I had a meeting today in Charlotte. I stopped in Great Falls at the gas station. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going in to get some oil. I run into an NBA player from Lancaster. Uh, uh, Dale, he played basketball for the Gamecocks. So he played for USC. He got drafted in 2017. So it just hit me like how close I am to my next level. Mm-hmm. But the idea is if I entertain celebrity clients, okay, they got the money to spend that I want to charge, but I also can tell them how to help their communities that created them, you know, built their character by starting businesses instead of just, you know, giving the community and their family money. If they start businesses in those communities for the families, then they can generate their own money right. and then they won't have to keep exhausting the you know the celebrities whether it's nba nfl entertainers rappers whoever whoever got the money 
you can help people by empowering them in entrepreneurship and then they create their own money. And then that trickles down to generational wealth. Mm. All right. I hope y'all taking notes because I, I am mentally. I really am. Wow. How can they find you on social media? How can they work with you? Uh, well, I'm pretty accessible. I got three Facebook pages, uh, Timothy Simpson or Tim Simpson. Uh, I got a LinkedIn page. Now I just opened my second one because I got 30,000 on my first one, uh, two IGs. So most of um, my social media, I can be found under either Tim the Motivator, Tim Simpson, Timothy Simpson. Uh, I always put my number out. I'm pretty accessible. So 803-261-5948. And then my email, timthemotivator at gmail.com. My main coaching site is just businesscoachtim.com. So I'm pretty accessible. All right. Y'all heard it here. He's accessible. Reach out to him and get your life together today. I'm telling you, he is the person to do it. Thank you, Tim, for being with us and sharing your story, your wisdom, and your knowledge through your words. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, sir. You're welcome. Back in a moment. All right. Keep doing your thing, man. I'm proud of you. What's up, everybody? This is Jason Claiborne, gospel recording artist, and you're watching The Michael Finkley Show on Roku and YouTube. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. School districts, organizations, nonprofits, are you in search of a new promotional products company? Seeger's Promotional Products is a black-owned national company with over 780,000 products to choose from. Compared to other promotional products companies, they have the lowest prices in the industry. From pens, bags, shirts, they got you covered. They always remember that you are the customer and you come first. They always promise fast production and also fast delivery. With Seeger's Promotional Products Company, you truly have the best. Check out their website at SeegersPromotions.com and also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And tell them Finkley sent you. On the next Michael Finkley, Dwight Holt Jr. is with us as he talks about his ties with Monique, his passion for dancing, and his incredible business, Dance Your Pounds Off. Monday. Hello, everybody.
everybody, welcome back to the Michael Fingley Show. I hope that you learned something from our guest today. Thank you so much, Travis and Tim, for being with us and sharing your wisdom, your knowledge through your experiences. Thank you so much. On the next Michael Fingley, we have Dwight Halt Jr. with us. Now, you may see seen him and Monique, the original queen of comedy, right? From the Parkers and Precious. Yeah, that one, right? You may have seen him in videos with her and exercising dance. And he shares with us how his relationship started with Monique and so much more within his awesome, awesome business, Dancing Off the Pounds. So we're excited to have him on, on the next show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show. Ring that notification. We'll see you in email saying, hey, new content uploaded. Please listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also, too, for more information about what we do here at the Michael Finkler Show, visit our website at michaelfinkleyshow.com. Roku TV, right? I thought so. Please add the Radio Works Network to your Roku TV and watch us every Monday and Friday there at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or on demand. Thank you so much for watching, and guess what? We'll see you next time. Have a good one.